your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On VGK podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and enter promo code LOCKED ON to get 20% off your next order. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast for January 25th, 2021. I am Jack Manning, and if you are new to the show or you're just new for the first time in a little while, uh, I am the new host for the show. I am a writer for DauberProspects.com covering the Golden Knights beat. I am also the co-host of the Golden Knights Watch podcast, as well as a writer of all things Golden Knights. So welcome to the show, and let's get into it. They say the defense wins championships, but apparently it wins regular season games too as the Golden Knights are able to squeeze out a 1-0 victory over the Desert Dogs, the Arizona Coyotes, and for the first time in NHL history, two teams have completed four regular season games in a row, and the Vegas Golden Knights take three out of four decisions, including one in the Desert Dogs' own barn, giving Marc-Andre Fleury his 62nd career shutout, good to make him the 17th which makes him the 17th which ranks him 17th in all-time shutouts which ranks him 17th in all-time career shutouts just ahead of just ahead of Turk Rota and just two games behind Henrik Lundqvist, who is out this season with a heart issue. And of course, we hope that Henrik Lundqvist makes a full and rapid recovery and is back on the ice for next season. But for now, it's time to celebrate Marc-Andre Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury is 3-0 on the season with an average goals against average of just one, 1.0. That's three goals in three games. Of course, Fleury has only faced a total of 61 shots, but saving 58 out of 61 is absolutely nothing to sneeze at. On more than one occasion, the Vegas Golden Knights have left Marc-Andre Fleury out to dry, but Marc-Andre Fleury apparently can't get wet. On more than one occasion, Marc-Andre Fleury was forced to bail the Golden Knights out from huge breakaways given up to guys like Phil Kessel, but Marc-Andre Fleury had absolutely no problem stopping his former teammate. The hardest thing was just to stay... Um Stay into it, stay focused, you know, and uh, be ready for those things. And I saw it was, uh, it was Phil, you know, uh, Kessel coming to breakaway. And I've, you know, faced him a lot before in practice and stuff. So uh, sometimes you, I overthink stuff and what he likes to do and, and stuff. But I was really happy to, um, to make that save. Marc-Andre Fleury is every bit as humble as he is talented, never willing to take full credit for the win. Well, it, I always think it's a team game, right? Like, the guys have been playing great in front of me and um, making my job a little easier. You know, they blocked a lot of shots and cleared away in front of me and, you know, uh, scored some big goals. And tonight, you know, it was a battle till the end. But we played well defensively. And, um, yeah, that's why, that's why we're doing so well so far.
Uh, it's been good, you know. That's something I think we've I've talked about before season started. You know, to to be able to have two goalies that <coughs> excuse me, they can play, you know, um, and contribute to the team's success. And um, I think it's it's been going well, right? We're playing the same team a bunch, and uh, we're playing every other day. So I think it's good that we can um, I don't know rest a bit, I'd be fresh for. For you know, a couple of the practice after a game you don't play, and then and then you go in and try to do well in the game. You know, so I think it's it's been working well for us, and um, yeah, we'll see if it all keeps uh, going along the way. But of course, if Marc Andre Fleury isn't willing to say exactly how great he is, if there's one person you can always count on to tell you the truth, to tell you exactly what he's feeling inside, it's Jonathan Marchessault. So here's what Jonathan Marchessault had to say about the man of the hour. We're lucky enough to have uh, two first goalies, and we have uh, world-class goalies, so uh, we expect those safe from them, and they've been doing it for the past uh, year and a half. So uh, uh, Flower was amazing again tonight for us, uh, and uh, uh, it's 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 always uh, it's always great to uh, to get him a, a shout out, <laughs> obviously. But he's been uh, he's been huge to. Uh, to those uh, saves and he had a few posts uh, but I mean he's just in good position so uh, <laughs> so I mean uh, the dude is just doing what he does best <laughs> thanks Archie it's no secret that the Vegas Golden Knights were looking to find a new home for Marc-Andre Fleury over the summer but they have to be pleased with how well the goaltender has been performing so far in the young season and as good as Robin Leonard has been, Marc-Andre Fleury has been noticeably better. Of course, the sample size for both goalies is only three games, so it's way too early for us to be drawing any conclusions as to whose net this really is. But I do think it's worth noting that the Vegas Golden Knights seem to have played better games for Marc-Andre Fleury than they have for Robin Leonard. Now, I don't think they're intentionally throwing games by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I think they're playing their hearts out every single night. But the numbers don't lie. Over the course of three games, Marc-Andre Fleury has faced a total of 61 shots, whereas Robin Leonard has faced 78. On the other hand, the Vegas Golden Knights have put up nine goals while Robin Leonard has been in net. Meanwhile, Marc-Andre Fleury has only been the beneficiary of seven. Now, with as well as Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard have both been playing, I think the idea of a true goalie controversy is a little bit overblown. I don't think that there is as much acrimony in the room or in the net as people might have expected towards the beginning of the year. With games coming every other day, Marc-Andre Fleury being 36 and Robin Leonard being 30, it's not the worst thing in the world to get those guys a little bit of extra rest. And headed into this upcoming offseason, it's not as if the Vegas Golden Knights really need to shed a ton of salary in order to be cap compliant. There are only two major potential contracts that need to be signed by the Vegas Golden Knights, and by major, I just mean guys playing for the Golden Knights and, and not for any of the farm clubs. The only guys that really need to get signed are Alec Martinez and, and Thomas Nosek, and there's no guarantee that either of those guys will be signed. And so when those guys have their salary come off the books, along with Thomas Tatar, this team is going to have almost $6 million in salary cap space while still having two elite goaltenders under contract. I just don't see that this team is going to have to move on from Marc-Andre Fleury. Because certainly they could. I think that his play so far has really set him up to be a trade target if they really wanted him to. But at this point, why would you? Where are their holes in this roster? The forward core is absolutely stacked. The defense is as strong as you could possibly want it with the emergence of Zach Whitecloud, the already elite play of 
uh, of Shea Theodore and and Petrangelo, there just doesn't seem to be a need to make any giant moves. And so I am starting to believe that this team is going to finish this season with Marc-Andre Fleury and may even head into next season with Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard, both under contract. I personally hope that's the case. I have enjoyed watching Marc-Andre Fleury for his entire career, but especially so since coming to Vegas. He has been the heart and soul of this team. And even though Mark Stone is the one true captain, and I'm glad that he is, I think there's a lot of benefit to having a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury ride out the end of his career here while still putting up truly Hall of Fame numbers. Uh, It's been good. You know, that's something I think we've... I've talked about before season started, you know, to to be able to have two goalies that, <coughs> excuse me, they can play, you know, um, and contribute to the team's success. And um, I think it's it's been going well, right? We're playing the same team a bunch, and uh, we're playing every other day. So I think it's good that we can, um, I don't know, rest a bit, I'd be fresh for for you know a couple of the practice after a game you don't play and then and then you go in and try to do well in the game, you know. So I think it's it's been working well for us and. Um, yeah, we'll see if it all it keeps uh, going along the way. We'll be back to talk about the rest of the team in just a minute here. But first, I want to talk to you about betonline.ag. Uh, are we ready for some football? Because college football is heading into bowl season, and there are some big matchups coming this weekend. The NFL regular season is already over, and the playoff picture has become increasingly clear. And there is just one spot that has you covered, one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, you can also go online and bet a, to betonline.ag to bet on anything having to do with the Golden Knights. There are games every other day and NHL action almost every night. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Before we hop into our next segment, I want to just take a moment to tell you about Locked On Today. You can get more of the sports news that you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe on Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. The Golden Knights' effort on Sunday was likely their best year of the game so far, and only six games into the season, that's not saying a whole heck of a lot, but certainly that was the most impressive effort we've seen from them from start to finish of the game. I'm about to dive into some advanced stats here, and just so you know what I'm looking at, I'm following naturalstattrick.com, and I really suggest that all of you you log in and see the same thing that I'm seeing. Naturalstattrick.com is a free site, so it's one of the best sources out there for free information. Uh, But over the course of the game, the Golden Knights controlled 62.24% of the Corsi. And to introduce you to what Corsi is, it's essentially shot attempts. So over the course of the game, the Golden Knights controlled 62% of the shot attempts. Perhaps more importantly, the Golden Knights controlled 68.75% of the high danger shot attempts. Now, I've joked on this podcast before that high danger scoring chances are all well and good, but really what's important is putting the puck in the back of the net. And that's exactly what William Carlson was able to do with just one minute, in fact, less than one minute left to go in regulation. The name of the game was patience, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could say. Um, we had a lot of chances, and sooner or later they will go in. So um, I, I thought we had a great game, and uh, you know, eventually it has to go in, and uh, it did. 
You might have noticed towards the end of yesterday's game that a couple of Coyotes were none too pleased that William Carlson's goal counted. They were arguing that no, that should have been an icing call. Uh, well, unfortunately for the Coyotes, you have to play to every whistle. And the reason that the Golden Knights were able to score that goal is they kept skating until the whistle was blown. It probably would have been an icing if the Coyote skaters had skated back towards the puck to try and retrieve it. Unfortunately, or at least for them, they didn't do that. And so William Carlson was able to beat the Coyote defender to the hash marks, and that is where the decision is made on icing. William Carlson was able to negate the icing and ultimately bury the puck uh, and put the Golden Knights up 1-0. But William Carlson was really just reaping the rewards of a well-played 60-minute game from top to bottom of the Golden Knights roster. Let's hear what Pete DeBoer had to say about the effort. Well, you know, I, that's our best 60-minute effort of the year. That's the first time that I felt for an entire game, you know, that uh, we played uh, to our identity with a real good foundation, good structure, you know, and uh, you have to uh, uh, give their goalie credit. I thought we deserved to to be up. I thought we deserved to win the game, so it was a just ending, but, uh, you know, it took us all the 60 minutes to, to do it, and uh, I, like I said, I, I liked our structure and, and our game for 60 minutes. That, that's, for us, that's how we've got to play, and, and if we play like that, you know, we'll, we'll score three or four goals on, on most nights uh, if we get the kind of looks we had. Um, and uh, defensively, I thought, uh, you know, we really, we smothered them with, uh, with our pressure. And, you know, for me, that, that's how this team's got to play. I, I, you know, we're slowly inching towards our game. Like, like someone said in the coach's room, you know, that's our sixth game. We usually play six or seven exhibition games before you even get started. So, uh, you know, the fact that, that we played a game that complete uh, at this point, doesn't surprise me we haven't yet. Uh, I'm really happy that, that I saw one already, which is good. Now, anytime the Golden Knights find themselves out shooting a, a, an opponent by a nearly two to one margin, Golden Knights fans could be forgiven for saying, God, why can't this team put the puck in the net? Why does this team always make every goaltender look like a Vesna finalist? Well, fortunately for the Golden Knights, Darcy Kemper actually could be a Vesna finalist this year. He's having an outstanding year so far. He had an outstanding year last year, and the expectation is that's a guy that can steal you games. And so while the Golden Knights didn't take all four of the games in this series, they certainly could have if it weren't for an outstanding performance from Darcy Kemper. So give credit where credit is due, but at at the same time, don't get too worked up about the fact that the Golden Knights aren't putting up huge points in every single game because they certainly are putting up more points relative to the competition than most. In fact, the Golden Knights are among the league leaders in goals scored so far this season, and Mark Stone continues to be at the top of the scoring race. So I don't think Golden Knights fans need to be concerned when we have an occasional 1-0 game that we watch because sometimes defense is fun, especially the way the Golden Knights play it, where it's a fast-paced, in-your-face, smothering type of defense uh, that really is just a, an aggressive forecheck from the goal line out. 
Unless this is your absolute first time interacting with me in respect to Twitter, you know that I love young players. I love to see them develop. I, it's my favorite part of the game, finding a diamond in the rough in a junior or a minor league and being able to watch that player develop into a full-fledged NHLer. And so that's why it has been so much fun to watch Nick Haig and Zach Whitecloud paired up together on the third pair of the Golden Knights defense and watching them excel. Because in on a team that has Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, you would expect that your third pair defensemen to be non-factors in just about every game, but far from it. That defense pair got about 15 minutes of play last night, and they were excellent on all ends of the ice. They were good defensively, they were pretty darn good offensively, and both guys got a couple of pretty good looks. Uh, Pete DeBoer thought so too. Yeah, I, I think uh, the best compliment I can give those two guys is, you know, I never I never once felt uncomfortable uh, when they were out there, and that's on the road against a very quick team with a lot of skill um, and some elite players. And, uh, you know, regardless of the matchup or who they got stuck out against, uh, I thought they defended well and hard and physically. And I thought offensively, both guys, you know, have the ability. Hager had two or three real good looks at the net tonight, um, you know, and those are eventually going to go in. Whitey's showing an offensive uh, flair, so they're, they're, a, they're a real good pair. And as good as Nick Haig has been, Zach Whitecloud has been every bit as impressive. So let's go ahead and hear from Nick Haig about Zach Whitecloud. Yeah, I think... Um, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, uh, you know, playing in the ozone, um, and you know, we're just trying to you know work as a unit up there, and uh, you know, and kind of use each other and, and, and use the forwards, and you know, I think uh, a lot of it comes with uh, with confidence, and uh, you know, the more we we're able to play, um, you know, together in the offensive zone, it's, we're just going to get more comfortable and uh, you know and see different plays uh, when they happen. So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know just trying to gain more confidence uh, every game, and uh, and hopefully you know create as many chances as we can. Well, we're going to dive into the mailbag here in just a moment, but first I want to bring you a message by Built Bar, because the new Built Bar is even more delicious than ever. Uh, the improved Built Bar has 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. But they still have their 12 original flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. And every one of those Built Bars is covered in 100% chocolate, they're soft, easy to chew, and they're healthy for you. Uh, Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet, and they're personally what I use. Uh, I love the flavor profile of peanut butter. It's got 19 grams of protein and only 180 calories uh, and only 5 grams of sugar. So it's my absolute favorite. But right now, uh, Built Bar has a has a special going on. If you enter the promo code locked on, you're going to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. So go ahead, go to builtbar.com, enter the promo code locked on to save 20%. I also want to take just a minute to tell you about 
the new Locked On Fantasy podcast. You can get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cohen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats, information to keep you ahead of the competition, and you can get this by subscribing to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I promised you we would get to the mailbag, and here we are. So, before we jump in, I just want to say, if you ever want to get a question on the mailbag, please send them my way. You can find me at NHL Jack Manning on Twitter. You can also find me on the Vegas Golden Knights subreddit fairly frequently. Uh, anytime you want to get a question on the show, just say, hey, here's a mailbag question. Shoot it over to me, uh, and I'll make sure that I uh, get a chance to read it and might just be able to get an answer to you right here live on tape. So the first question is from Emily Velasquez. She asks, how can we fix the freaking power play? Well, that's a very good question, Emily. How can the Golden Knights fix a power play that has been fairly anemic? They've had some pretty good chances. They, they've looked solid in the offensive zone sometimes, but more often than not, they're losing out they're, they're losing opportunities to score on the power play. In fact, sometimes losing momentum. And so I guess the question really is, how do the Golden Knights gain consistency on the power play? And I think the best way that they can do that is developing a consistent unit. So right now, as as we record this, the Golden Knights are looking at different power play options every single day. They are trying to figure out who is going to be the best set of players to help the Golden Knights score. But as long as Cody Glass is on the outside looking in, one of their best power play contributors is going to remain unavailable to them. Now, we all know that Cody Glass is not out of the lineup because he's one of the Golden Knight he's not one of the Golden Knights 12 best forwards. No, he is out of the lineup because the Golden Knights 13th best forward is not waiver exempt uh and, and which means that if he's put through waivers, if he's sent down to the taxi squad or the uh, uh or the AHL team, uh, Keegan Colazar is likely going to end up getting claimed on waivers by another team. Because if we're being honest with ourselves, and I think we should, Keegan Colazar has been pretty good when he's gotten into a regular line. When the Golden Knights run 12 and 6 with Keegan Colazar on the third line, the third line hasn't been particularly offensively excellent, but it's been pretty solid defensively. In fact, they didn't give up a single shot against uh, during the entire matchup on Sunday. And so when you've got a player like that who will get claimed off waivers, you have to do everything you can to try and protect him. But that doesn't help the Golden Knights with their power play struggles, and it doesn't help them win game in, game out, except that it gives you a third-line checker, where really you need a third-line score. You need a team to score and continue to put up points, because if there was one thing the Golden Knights lacked last year in the playoff bubble, if there's one thing we saw on Sunday afternoon, it's that a hot goalie really can frustrate the Golden Knights. And if you don't have those elite playmakers, if you don't have the type of player that can find a seam where other players can't, then it's going to be more and more difficult to beat those high, high-end goalies. And so my suggestion is the best way to get this power play running is to have a consistent unit that consistently includes Cody Glass. And if it's not going to include Cody Glass, then they need to figure out a way to get Cody Glass in playing games down in the AHL because Cody Glass has played less than 
50 games over the last two years. And so having played less than 50 games in the course of two years essentially is putting him at one quarter of the rate he would normally be playing. And so because the Golden Knights have everything they need in terms of tools to have a very effective power play unit. Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo are some of the best defensemen in the league, especially from an offensive standpoint. When you look at Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, there's no reason those guys shouldn't also be producing. So what do the Golden Knights need? The Golden Knights need consistency. They need the same unit in, day in, day out, looking to develop that chemistry because once they start clicking, they are going to be shooting rockets into the net. And since we have time for one more question from the mailbag, we're going to go to Louisa, who asks, when do you think, what's your guesstimate as to when the Golden Knights are going to be back in T-Mobile Arena in front of fans? Well, Louisa, I wish that I had a definitive answer to that, but what I can tell you is we likely won't see fans back in the building until the governor says that it's safe. And my guess is that's probably not going to happen until at least June or July of this year. It's possible that we won't see fans in the building at all this year because the public health situation has to come first. Now, obviously, there are some very positive things coming out in the news. The The vaccines are starting to be distributed. Our positivity rates are going down. Our number of cases are going down. But as long as the world is still grappling with this public health issue, the likelihood that they're going to make particularly big exceptions for a pro hockey team to have a significant number of fans in the building continues to be relatively insignificant. I don't pretend to be an epidemiologist, but what I can tell you is we are getting closer and closer to getting the world back to normal. And so I, like you, am just holding on for dear life, waiting for the go-ahead to get back into T-Mobile Arena, to get back to a, a life that is safe for us to, to enjoy again. And so I'm going to leave you with this thought, and it's this. The more we all do what we're supposed to do and the more people that get that vaccine, the closer we are to having the Golden Knights back in the way that we've always enjoyed them. So stay diligent out there. Enjoy some more hockey on television. Look forward to a fantastic series between the Vegas Golden Knights and the St. Louis Blues. But no matter how long it takes, I'll be with you every weekday between now and then. I'm Jack Manning. You can find me at NHL Jack Manning on Twitter. You can find my writing at DauberProspects.com and GoldenKnightsWatch.com. And you can also hear my other podcast with AJ Alexander also on GoldenKnightsWatch.com.